23. The worship song says, I am a child of God. What was the second stanza? No longer a slave to fear. I'm speaking on the topic that says, grow your faith. Let it be bigger than your fear. Grow your faith. Let it be bigger than your fear. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful. Let me jump to New English translation so we'll get it more. Let us hold unwaveringly to the hope that we confess. For the one who made the promise is trustworthy. Amen? Amen. Jump down to verse number 35 down. So do not throw away your confidence because it has a great reward. For you need endurance in order to do God's will and to receive what is promised. For just a little longer and he who is coming will, re- will arrive and he will not delay. But my righteous one must live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will take no pleasure in him. But we are among those who, we are not among those who shrink back and thus perish. But we are among those who have faith and persevere. Or pre- yes, is it? Preserve the soul. Praise God. Let me read that last verse again in King James. But we are not among them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith, your faith groweth exceedingly. Holy Spirit, take over. I disappear that you might appear. Grant us liberty here in the house that you might speak your word and speak your mind and minister into the hearts and the lives of your people. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Grow your faith (coughs) to be bigger than your fears. That scripture we just read said we, we thank God, we are bound to thank God always for you because your faith groweth. It doesn't just grow, it grows exceedingly. So faith is supposed to grow. Faith is not supposed to be at one level. Faith is not supposed to be stagnant. That other place we read, it says we are not of those who shrink back. We have ever-increasing faith. And we're going to need it. Because what we are seeing in the world going on and what is happening around us and all the shakings and the various problems that we are facing day by day... 
Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the whole world, even our faith. So if you're not using faith to combat the challenges, you may not survive. Yes, you may not survive. The time has come. We've got to increase our faith and the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says the just shall live by his faith. Romans 1.17 says the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38 says again the just shall live by faith. In the mouth of two, three witnesses and God gave us four. It's a lifestyle. We have to live there. You live by it. Ever increasing faith. Let me begin by sharing one or two stories. In the life of Yonggi Cho, who has so challenged my life and been a blessing to my life. Yonggi Cho, he had an incident that took place when uh, he was ministering in a businessmen's convention to businessmen. And while the program was still going on, he got a phone call from his wife telling him to rush home immediately. That your first son, Samuel, is between life and death. In fact, he's at the point of death. That a vendor in the school that was selling different types of food items, people didn't know poison was in the food. And he's among the boys who swallowed the poison. And out of all of the 30 boys, 29 of them are already dead. Remaining your son. He's hanging between life and death. So it's just a matter of few moments before he's also joining the number. So you better rush home if you're going to see your son <laughs> again. And here you are preaching to a congregation of people. And you have to drop that one. Rush back. Amen. You have to rush back to your house, to, the, to another battleground. And he picked up that child, Samuel. And as he picked up that child, Samuel, a scripture came into his spirit man that says, even if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. Faith is founded on the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. That one scripture magnated in his spirit, and by that one scripture alone, he held on. Brethren, I want you to know that just one word from the word of God can cancel out no matter the gigantic problem you are facing. One word from the master settles it. One word, one word, one word, especially when that word comes in the dimension of the spirit. You have to run with it. You have to hold it. You have to hold it fast. When the Holy Ghost quickens something in your spirit, man, don't let go of it. Hold it tenaciously. Young Gi Cho held that scripture, and with that one scripture, he began to battle in prayers. He battled for about one hour. Father, increase our prayer lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to know how to pray when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, well, he prayed for about one hour. And the child became cold. 
Within one hour of prayer, at least, you should believe the child should get warm. But the child got cold. What do you do? He held on in there and prayed two hours. Holy Ghost, increase our prayer lives. He prayed two hours holding on to that scripture. Other scriptures were flashing in. Other scriptures were coming in to reinforce the one scripture that the Holy Ghost gave him to give him that boldness. I shall not die. I shall live. I shall declare the works of the Lord. Scriptures were coming. He was joining scripture to scripture. This is the victory that overcometh the whole world. Even our faith. Yes, so if you don't operate on faith, you are gonna. When the going gets tough, brother, sisters, you have to know how to stand on the word, the solid word of God. He was there for two hours and the child has gone from cold to cold and blue. And he still persevered until he clocked three hours of prayers. And by the time he had entered to three hours of solid prayer, something broke in the heavenlies. See, we are operating in the first heavens, which is the earth, the mid heavens. The second heavens is where Satan and his headquarters and principalities and powers and demons and forces of hell, they are all over in the mid heavens. And beloved of God, before your prayers can get through to the third heavens, which is God's throne, you and I have to persevere. You have to struggle. You have to battle. And over every city and over every, over every nation, there is a big barrier in the mid-heavens. And that mid-heavens barrier, well, it takes effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that avail it. When you are fervent, fervent persevering prayers is what it really takes to break the mid-heavens. And I thank God for God's servant. He was persevering. He was, he was on. And uh, there was a breakthrough. You know, when you are praying, you will know if you are sensitive in the realm of the spirit when there's a breakthrough. The struggle suddenly becomes easy. You have labored and now you have gotten to the place where you are just flowing. And when you have gotten to that place, you begin to enjoy the presence of God. You enjoy the liberty of God's presence. Hallelujah. He knew he had gotten through. And at that point, when he knew he had gotten through, he was no more struggling again. He stood up and took authority. Samuel, come back. Come back. I pray that God will give somebody victory here tonight. May you be able to have an open heavens. May you have a liberty in the Holy Ghost to speak to that mountain and may that mountain bow before you in the name of Jesus Christ. He spoke to Samuel, come back. And Samuel sat up immediately and vomited out the whole poisons and said, Daddy, look at Jesus by the side of you. Daddy, look at Jesus there. Look at Jesus there. You see, that boy had gone to the heaven and he had gone into the realm of the spirit. And even though Yonggi Cho was looking for Jesus, he couldn't see Jesus. You know, sometimes we don't know what is going on in the realm of the spirit. When we are praying, I'm telling you something is happening. You don't have to see it to know it. You just have to believe in your heart that what you are saying, heaven is in operation. 
But that small boy saw Jesus and said, Daddy, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus there. And the father was looking for Jesus and couldn't see Jesus. But he was delivered. Hallelujah. They cleaned up that boy. And he said, Daddy, do you know what? I went to heaven. When I went to heaven, I saw so many of our, the elders of our church who have passed and gone to glory. And they were asking about you and asking about the church and asking how is everybody and how is this sister and how is that brother. And I was giving them some vital information. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord strengthen us when the going gets tough, when there are challenges. May your, may your soul not shrink back. For the scripture we read here tonight says, and whosoever soul shrinks back, the Lord will not be happy with them. He's talking about faith. When you shrink back in your faith, God is not happy with you. Because faith must be ever increasing. Faith must keep on growing. Yes. Hallelujah. Yongi Cho again. When he was going to start a church in Yoedi Island, when he landed there, it was a community that was already overtaken with their own God and their own religion. And here comes somebody with a new religion called Christianity. And when he landed in Yoedi Island, they said to him, sir, we don't want you, we don't want your God, we don't want your religion, we don't want Christianity. We have our own God in this community. But if you're so determined to bring this new religion and this new God to us, we will accept on one condition. They presented a 17-year-old girl who was in a wheelchair crippled from birth. Said this girl has been crippled from the day she was born. If your God is greater than the God we serve, and he's the real, true, living God, we give you 30 days for your God to raise this cripple from the wheelchair. And if your God is able to raise this cripple from the wheelchair, we all in this community will worship that your God. But if at the end of 30 days your God is not able to raise this cripple from the wheelchair, we will use you, pastor, as the blood sacrifice for our God. So pastor, decide now. Are you ready to bring Christianity here? If you're ready, take the challenge. If not, pack all your bags and disappear with all your people. But if you're ready, know it that at the end you have 30 days to raise her or you're a dead corpse. Pastor, what is your decision? That's when you know who is, who is a child of God, who is not a child of God. What, what, was, what was the song again? What, 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 what? No longer a slave to fear. Mm. I am a child of God, a son of God, yes. Ah, yeah. You know, it's nice to sing, but when it really comes down to it, you know. <laughs> and Yonggi Cho said to them, the God I serve is the God of all gods. So there's no issue. I'm staying here. And in 30 days, this girl will be off from that wheelchair. Okay, pastor, thank you. They sealed all the exit points out of that village. That's when you will start to pray. 
You see, generally speaking, the church in Britain has, doesn't pray. Because you have not faced challenges. Yeah. So, when the Muslims are right at your throats, then the spirit of prayer will come back to the church in Britain. No, it will come back. You will pray like madmen. You will pray like crazy, crazy dogs. And that's where us, I'm telling you, I'm prophesying, I'm telling you what is coming. That's why you have to have never decreasing fear. I mean, faith. Your fear has to go. This man of God stood the ground and he started praying. They prayed and prayed with his group. They prayed and prayed and prayed one week, two weeks, three weeks, no difference. And they have started sharpening the knives. And singing a particular song that said, we want the blood of the pastor. You know, and four weeks has passed and five, when it's getting to almost the deadline, you now go into fasting. Fasting is, look, there's a level you get to, nobody will, you will not say I have ulcer. Ulcer will disappear. <laughs> yeah, you will stop. You will just get into that place of fasting and praying. And all of the team were on fasting and prayer. And then coming to the day before and the girl has still not raised from, you get into now all night prayers. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between all night prayer and going for all night prayer. When you go for all night prayer, the choir will sing, the worship team will worship, and then the pastor will preach, and then the, you don't actually pray. You sit down and watch people perform. So it takes, it takes trouble for people to, know, to pray all night. I've only prayed all night twice. I've gone to many all night meetings, but I've only prayed all night twice. When you pray all night, it's, nobody will be there. You're on your own and you will cry. It's a life and death issue to pray all night. Um. So they prayed all night. And in the middle of the all night prayer, around 4 a.m., he dozed off. And as he dozed off, he had a revelation. He saw that, he saw a python, a mighty python coming to fight him. He realized that python was the god of the community. And the face of the python was carrying the face of that 17-year-old girl. And as that python was coming towards him, a knife entered his hand and he cut off the head of the python. And by the time he woke up, it was already 5 a.m. He woke up to hear the shout of the community outside. He said, my God, this is the last day and they are not even waiting for us to enter the day. They are already gathered. So he called his few brethren and said, look, let's go out and meet them. As they were going out to meet with the people, he discovered the people were not shouting for blood. They were shouting, worshipping the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person that was leading them that morning was that 17-year-old girl not in a wheelchair. She was standing before all the people. 
them that by 4 a.m. in the morning, Jesus appeared, and she was the one who took bail to call the whole community to come, that you have made an agreement that if I rise up, we must worship the God of the Christians. And so they all came to the center in obedience to the covenant they had made. And she was telling them the story, how by around 4 a.m. in the morning, Jesus appeared by the side of her bed and told her to rise up. And as she rose up, she also busted into tongues, speaking in the Holy Ghost. And here she was now leading the people. And that was how Yonggi Cho had a great breakthrough in Yoidi Island. Breakthrough, breakthrough always comes, breakthrough and breakdown are very close to it. They are very closely related. Oh yes, 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 they are. By the time the challenges in your life come, you either take the faith of God to break through or you allow the fears and the torments to come your way and you withdraw. And every withdrawer was break down. So you've got to decide. I give you a third story. Are you enjoying story? <laughs> The third story, still Yonggi Cho. Yonggi Cho started pastoring a church of five people. As he was pastoring the church of five people at the age of 18. It's good to start young. Don't wait until you are so old before you begin to answer the call of God. Young people, answer the call in the days of your youths. And then you grow up. Mighty in the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Young Gichu at the age of 18 was already pastoring. And he was pastoring five people and used an old tent as the worship center with sacks of rice stacked full with grass as the chairs. And with five people in his spirit, he had the faith that he would pastor the largest church in the world. This was way back that time. The largest church in the world was 2,000. And he was believing God for a 3,000 congregation. Small boy with five people. And he would shout. And the five people said, Pastor, please, our ears. <laughs> You are hurting our ears. Reduce the sound. We are just five people. He said, I'm not seeing five people. I see 5,000. I see 5,000. And so I'm preaching according to my faith. They attended a conference where some uh, missionary society from America was calling all the Korean pastors together. And they called Young Gicho. They said, we hear you are uh, you pastor your own church and you're just a young boy. You're not even married. You're not even up to your 20s. You should, you should submit yourself under a fatherly figure and all of that until you're able to gather momentum. He said to them, I'm not waiting to gather momentum. I am the pastor of the largest church in the world. Yes, to some people that is pride. Sometimes you may not understand pride when his faith is actually involved. Because faith has an audacity about it that can get some people on their nerves. He was speaking by faith as a small child. And one, one American preacher picked interest in him. 
and called him and said, you have the faith <laughs> that you're going to build the largest church in the world? What, what are you believing God for? He said, a 3,000-seater, packed full, and I will run shifts. And the American said, I'm going to sponsor the building of that auditorium for you. You feel it. And that was how he was able to build the first 3,000-seater auditorium. And every day, he begins to prophesy and declare 3,000. He begins to speak increase. He declares the word of God that we shall go from strength to strength and from glory to glory. He declares the word of God, Proverbs 4.18, the light of the righteous shineth brighter and brighter unto the coming of the perfect day. He uses scriptures, the power of God's word, to declare, to prophesy, increase, multiplication. He believes it. He declares it. He was also doing the evangelism and all of that, and the church was growing. They became 3,000. He was in his mid-twenties and was already pastoring the largest, the largest church in the world way back that time, in the 70s. 3,000. And he was already pastoring the largest church. And then he brought, God gave him the principles of church growth, house cell fellowship, and he doubled to 6,000 and tripled to 9,000. Then he had 10,000. And he was kneeling in the altar one day and said, God, I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful, I'm so satisfied I have arrived as a minister. I have gotten all that I have ever dreamed of. I don't have anything again to battle for, that I'm happy. I have a good family, a good church, a good income, powerful car, wonderful house, so I'm okay. <laughs> and the Lord said to him, resign from this place. When you come to a place where you don't have to use your faith, it's a dangerous place. So my son, resign. Hand in your notice tomorrow morning. You will only collect $1,000 from the church and you will now go and start your own church. You will plant your own church and with the faith that you used to build from five to where you are today, 10,000, go and build an auditorium of 12,000. And feel it. Who is that who said? <laughs> Maybe God is talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And so he called all the deacons and elders and said, This is what the Lord said. The Lord said, I should resign and build an auditorium of 12,000, and I should just take 1,000 out of this church purse. And uh, they said, Pastor, sit down. You're a young boy. You don't know the cost of building materials. You don't, in fact, Pastor, you don't know anything. You only know Bible. So forget about that plan. That plan is not from God. Go and sit down. Do the work that God called you here. And he was confused and went back to God. He said, God, this is what the elders say. God said, did I tell you to meet the elders? I told you to resign and collect $1,000 out of the church purse. It didn't need discussion. When I speak, I need obedience. That if you go back to the elders, they will confuse you the more. 
This is the time you have to launch out into the deep. And that's what he did. And he took 1,000 US dollars out of the church purse and went to pick up land. When he went to pick up the land, the land was more than $20,000 just for land, the size he needs. And you have $1,000. <laughs> he laid the 1,000 as collateral, entered into bank loans and all of that to get land. He started a work on a plain open ground and God was bringing the increase. That was the same UAD island now, where I gave you the second testimony, where he had the breakthrough. And the whole community started worshiping with him. He had 2,000 people within one year because of breaking the backbone of the God of the land. And with 2,000 congregation, but no money. 2,000 congregation of the poorest, most desolate, derelict human beings on earth. God said, build a 12,000-seater auditorium. And he entered into so many kind of bank loans and different schemes and that and the other. And the buildings was going on. And along the line, the Israeli, was it six-day war? And the oil system of the world collapsed and all the financial bank system collapsed and the money was supposed to be owing people here and everything collapsed and uh, all his creditors were on his neck and he couldn't pay he couldn't pay the workers he couldn't pay the people he has taken all the materials on credit and there was death threat everywhere it was so serious he had to run to Nepal a neighboring nation for security when he comes back to South Korea, he will disguise himself that he's not Yonggi Cho. And one of those days, he entered his house to visit his family. And his small child said, Daddy, I'm hungry. I've not eaten since yesterday to today. I've not eaten any food. Daddy, I'm hungry. Give me food. And he says, son, there's no food and there's no money. Wait till tomorrow. Daddy, I can't wait till tomorrow. I need food. Bring me food. Son, I said, wait till tomorrow. Don't disturb me. Daddy, I don't care how you're saying don't disturb me. That's not my problem. I need food. Bring me food. And he started shouting and screaming and, you know, ranting. I need food. I, Daddy, I need food. Bring me food. And Yonggicho was so angry and so stressed out, he slapped the child. And when he slapped the child, his wife woke up and jumped on the back of Yonggicho. And began to beat him. Why do you beat my child? Why do you beat my child? And he pushed the wife off and slapped the wife. And the wife's nose busted and blood was everywhere. And he said, my God, what kind of a mess am I inside? Maybe I didn't hear your voice well. Maybe my deacons were right. I can't even manage my own house, not to talk of a 12,000-seater church. What a mess am I in? He went to his office, which was 10 stories high, and stood at the window to commit suicide. Yes, before you see the great Yonggi Cho, there's always a story behind the glory. Many of us, we only look at the glory. We don't know the stories was about to throw himself and commit suicide when he heard the voice of the Lord saying to him, if you have so much 
audacity and faith to commit suicide without even knowing what is after death. Use that same faith to face the challenge than to use the faith to kill yourself. Use the faith to face, to face the challenge. <laughs> and you will see my hand. Go back. Apologize to your wife. Apologize to your son. And I will do the rest. He went back. Knelt down before his small boy. Son, I'm very sorry. What I did to you, I'm supposed not to have done. It's because of so many stress. Please forgive your father. Children have a very simple heart. Daddy, no problem. He went to the wife. My wife. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Out of all the stress. Women have a very difficult heart. <laughs> The wife said like this. The wife refused to answer him. And he said, God, I think I told you this thing cannot work. The wife slept in the bedroom. He slept in the parlor. But the next morning, she woke up early with a big smile on her face. Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> Husband and wife, leave them alone. They know how to settle their matters. Hello, sweetheart. They got the thing going together. They went to the early morning prayer meeting, 5 a.m. And in the midst of the 5 a.m. prayer meeting, an old woman of 80-something years of age, the poorest woman in that church, said, man of God, give me microphone. Let me address the people. He said, you? You address the people? <laughs> I'm in enough problem already as I am than for somebody who cannot even survive by, except people are giving you money. You are the one to address the people. Madam, please, please, just give me a break. Go and sit down. <laughs> and she kept on disturbing him. He said, okay, carry the microphone. I'm timing you. Two minutes. She took the microphone and rang the bell. Said, everybody stop prayer. Because it was early morning prayer. Everybody was praying, 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 praying. Said, all these you people used to pray, 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 pray. We pray and pray, which is good. But prayer without works is dead. That what we need is money. Our pastor is in trouble. Everything is in trouble. Banks are all on our neck and we pray every day without action. Okay. The Lord said I should sell everything I have and give to the work. I'm the poorest person in the whole of this church. You all know me. I don't have any cloth. This is the only cloth I have. I don't have two. It's one. I don't have any furniture. You enter my, where I'm staying. There's nothing in my room. And I have only my only possession is the bowl I use to eat my rice and the chopsticks. I hand them over to God. I'm going to use my hands to eat from the floor. I give to God. Yongicho said, no, we can't accept that. Madam, please carry it. We can't, we can't do this. This will not be right. And she said to him, man of God, if you don't accept my own, don't accept anything from anybody again. Is it because what I'm giving you is so meager? He said, okay, madam, I've accepted it. There was quiet and silence everywhere. And then one man stood up, a man who has two houses. He said, if she can give the everything. I have two, if I have three houses. I have three houses. Let me give one. Carry. I'll give you the documents. Take it. Use it. Sell it. Another person stood up and said, I have three cars. I give you one. 
Another person stood up. He said, I'm giving you one year of my salary. Another one, three months of my salary. One month of my salary. Everybody was now giving, 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 giving. By the time they were able to gather that whole contribution, it got to exactly one million U.S. dollars. They cleared all the debts, finished the building, and there was a mighty move of God in that place. Within two years, they were counting that 12,000. And with the principles of church growth, he doubled it to 25,000, doubled it the next year to 50,000. And the Lord said, my son, I'm going to give you a 100,000-seater uh, member church. He was running shifts upon shifts upon shifts. And he said, God, already I am running about four shifts. And the thing is killing me. And you say, 100,000. That means I will run eight shifts. <laughs> Papa, I'm a human being. Oh. <laughs> and the Lord said to him, my son, I'm going to increase your faith and increase your capacity to be able to handle it. That faith overcomes every challenge and every obstacle. And the Lord increased his faith and the church grew to 100,000. And when the church grew to 100,000, the Lord came again and said, My son, you have been at 100,000 now for the past five years. It's not helping you because your faith has become stagnant. As far as your faith becomes stagnant, your muscles are trophy. When your muscles are not everyday active, they begin to lose their strength. So, my son, you are going down, you are reducing. And the work ahead of you is too much. So I cannot allow you to come down. So I'm giving you a challenge to increase from 100,000 to 200,000 in two years. Father, already I'm dying here. <laughs> eight shifts. And I preach all the eight shifts. I come to the church as early as 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. I don't go back in the night till around 10 o'clock. My members enjoy themselves. They come for one shift. They finish and go home. I am here. I die. Finish. <laughs> the Lord, I'm not interested in the 200,000. I need my life. The Lord said, I'm giving you faith. And I will give you wisdom to know how to handle it. Yes. And the Lord gave him the grace. They were able to buy properties around there. Increase the capacity of the church base and all of that. And they got to 200,000. And he said, Wow. 200,000, I'm sure there's no way, no how we can go beyond this. This is by far the largest church in the world. No other church anywhere in the world to compare and compete. That I am okay. Father, please, I beg you, let it remain so far. I am already in my 60s and to go beyond this is not going to be easy for me. He went for a program in Australia. When he was in Australia... All their, their flights, the whole uh, airlines, everything went on strike. By the time he was supposed to come down, he was stranded in Australia for five days in the hotel. What does he do? He has to wait upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord, God came down and said, My servant, I'm increasing you to 500,000. He said, Father, how will I even tell my people this one? That even me, it's not easy. Wow. The Lord said, I'm going to increase your faith. He landed in his church on that Sunday. 
and declared, the Lord has given me a message that we are growing from 200,000 to 500,000. Two of the elders stood up in that Sunday morning service and said, you are a false prophet. God did not tell you that. We know the stress we are passing through already. We know what we are all going through here. Please, Yonggi Cho, don't bring that kind, of, that kind of ideology here. We are not interested in the five. How? Brethren, to succeed in life does not mean you're not going to face storms. Does not mean you will not face challenges. May God increase your faith. No matter the challenges, no matter the storms, it takes the faith of God to move forward. He stood his ground. He started preaching and teaching the word of faith to his people. And they grew to that 500,000. When they reached half a million, he called his wife and all of his family members and said, I thank you. You have really labored with me. You have suffered with me as I'm suffering. All of you are suffering. The load is excruciating that I'm going to take vacation. I want all of you to follow me on that vacation. We are going to rest for at least one month. And I promise you, we have reached the peak. This is, we are not going beyond this. We just are going to rest and come back and handle the work. And the wife said, are you saying we are not going to have more, more visions? <laughs> he said, my wife, I am telling you, there's no more vision than this. It's, it's over. We are going to handle this work. I'm now in my mid-60s. We handle this work until finally we hand over to God. When they landed in Japan on the vacation, while they were having family meeting, family prayers, while the worship was going on, the anointing of God came upon young Gicho and he started to prophesy. Thus says the Lord, I'm taking you from 500,000 to 1 million. I have a great work for you. And, and by the time he finished the prophecy and he opened his eyes, he said, my wife, don't believe that prophecy. <laughs> and they had to come back and push again. And that's how they became the first and the only one million church. I speak over somebody's life. That the thing the devil says, I keep you there. Make the bands of wickedness be broken. May barriers be turned down. May the anointing of the most high God take you to another level entirely. Where the devil say you stop there is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. God has not finished with you. God is just starting with you. By faith, by faith, by faith, you move forward, you accomplish. There is a lion on the inside of you. But you know, there's a way you can starve a lion and feed an Alsatian dog. And the Alsatian dog will kill the lion. Because the lion has been starved. When you don't build your inner man with faith, what is faith? Faith cometh by hearing. Faith 
cometh. By hearing. And hearing. I love Romans 10, 17. It didn't say faith cometh by hearing. It said faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Every message you hear for the first time, you only receive 25% of the message. When you listen to the cassette, it jumps to 70%. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing. The more you hear. Like tonight, you're hearing the word of faith. And faith is increasing on the inside of you. And the more you hear the word of faith, the more faith cometh, it cometh, it cometh, it cometh, it cometh. Ever increasing faith, ever, ever increasing faith. Do you know you can grow your faith by sitting down listening to the word of faith. If you sit down and listen to the word of faith and listen and listen and listen and listen and listen, in just one week you can go from here in the spiritual realm to up here. And if also within one week you don't listen to one message of faith, you are atrophying. You think you're doing well in the Lord. You're actually reducing. You're going down. Brother, you are going down. Because every child of God from time to time, you need to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you're hearing tonight is information. But when you hear and hear and hear the same message, information will become revelation. Because there are certain things I'm saying now, when you hear it the second time, the light will turn on. It becomes revelation. And when you expose yourself to multiple revelation, it becomes illumination. And the light comes on. And when light comes on and fills your soul, every darkness must disappear. Darkness cannot withstand light. Darkness of sickness and disease, darkness of poverty, darkness of the situations of your life, they, begin to, they just begin to break their bands. When the light and the illumination of the word of faith is so much on the inside... There are certain things you may be grappling with which are even defeating you and having dominion over you. But by the revelation of the word of faith, I'm telling you, you will become more than a conqueror. You become the man in charge and you bring those things under your feet. I pray for somebody tonight. May that be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. A healthy spirit results in a healthy life. 3 John verse chapter 1, verse 2, he said, I wish above all things that you may as prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Your soul is your, your, your mental faculty. Your soul. What are you listening to? What are you exposing your thought life to? When you watch television every day for two, three hours, you're a junk Christian with nothing to offer to this generation. But when you begin to detach from all of those things, you spend more time with relevant heavenly information. Then you become alive. Then you become the man and the woman you're supposed to be. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11, If the Spirit of Christ dwelleth in you, then that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. This flesh, if the Spirit, the Spirit, how does the Spirit of Christ dwell in you? The word that I speak as Spirit, 
and life. The spirit of Christ dwells in you when the word of spirit is in you. The spirit word of God must always, always expose yourself to the spirit word. And then it starts to quicken your mortal flesh. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. He said, my son, hearken unto my word. Incline your ears. Let them never depart from your heart. For they are medicine. Medicine to all your flesh. What? The word of God. The word of God is medicine. Beloved, let me tell you. You don't have to be taking the one tablet by 6 a.m. and the second tablet by 10 a.m. and the third tablet by 4 a.m. and the fifth tablet. You can take the word of God as medicine. And the medicine that cometh from heaven is more substantial than the medicine from the pharmaceutical companies. The medicine of God is the final authority of all authorities. The ones you get from the chemist store, brother, they will take you to the grave faster than you can ever think. Yeah, you may be managing your life, but at the same time, they are killing your life. But there's a life source by the word of faith that will break certain yokes. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? Matthew 9, verse 29 says, And according to your faith, let it be done unto you. According to your faith. <sighs> this microphone is a, the cord here is very slim because the power source operating here is small. <coughs> this one should be for the bass guitar. Is thicker because the power needed to run this thing is thicker. If you have an air condition, you will see that one, that one will be thick like this. When your faith is so small, it can't carry the faith that is needed to jack that nonsense out of your body. It needs a higher velocity of power. And for you to have a higher velocity of power, you need to download more capacity of the word of faith into your spirit man. And I'm telling you, there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no frustration, there's no demon, there's no devil that is created to bring a true child of God down. That devil has not yet been born. He has not yet been born. You download faith and you live by faith. Because there are storms that are coming. Brewing and coming. And God is looking for a victorious church. A people who are strong in the faith. Who will be able to withstand all the wiles of the enemy. And let me tell you, God's word can never fail. He sent his word and his word healed and delivered. Isaiah 55 verse 11. So is my word like the rain that comes down and fulfills its purpose. It shall not go out and return void. It shall accomplish all for which it is sent. That means that you also by faith you have to start sending the word of God. 
to your situation, to your problems, to your needs, to your challenges. Because the word of God never fails. It always accomplishes the purpose for what it is sent. Malabusha patalige labusha. Acts 19 verse 20, so mightily grew the word of God and they multiplied. So mightily grew the word of God and they multiplied. When the word of God grows so mightily in you, you cannot but help to succeed. You will succeed in every area of your life by the power and the mystery of the word of the living God. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word liveth and abideth forever. The word of God is the final authority of everything in this earth. And the Lord came and said, let there be light and there was light. Let there be vegetation, there is vegetation. Let there be fruit bearing. Everything he spoke. Creation has been programmed to listen and to obey the instructions of the voice of the Lord. And your body is creation. Just as the earth is mud and dust. Dust shall you come from and dust shall you go to. And your body is programmed to obey the word of the living God. You are to speak to your body every day the word of God. And your body will readjust in obedience and realign to the authority of God's word. If you don't speak to your body, carry your sickness. Nobody will help you because God wants you to be a man and a woman in authority. And the time has come that the church has to know how to live by faith. Not running to every pastor. Pastor, pray for me. Not running to every man of God. I have a problem. I also have problem. Every man of God has problem. That's why God gave you knee. He gave you knee and gave man of God knee so that we can kneel down and pray and go to the God who gave us the problem. And so you need to know how to give your body instructions. In the book of Job chapter 38, the Bible talks about the morning. It said, have you given instruction to the morning? And then when you go down in that scripture, it talks about the, 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 the mestros and the... the, the Pallades, those are the zodiac signs. That means even seasons, you're supposed to give order. You don't just allow anything to happen. You must speak. You speak and the earth is waiting for the instructions of God's word. Every morning, you program how your day will look like. I don't like people telling me good morning when it's 11 o'clock. You're too late. You should have woken up before the morning has opened and already said the good morning. You speak the good thing and release the blessing. It's too late to tell me good morning. I've already, I've already made it good already before that time. You program the day. You program the seasons of your life. You program the situations of your life. You program everything about your life by the power of his majestic word. And if you don't do that, 
You are tossed by every whim and circumstances of life and everything tossed you up and down. You become a victim of every evil. Hmm. Mende kede bushi pita proko skeli isi prindi usukuturi ala kasuria mantoro broko skintai ala kasuria. If you can take yourself to the school of the word and take yourself to the school of faith, you don't have to go to Oral Roberts University. You don't have to go to any university. It's right there, that book called the Holy Bible. You have all the applications today in this generation. They are right there in your phone, in your iPad, and your all Blackberry, and Redberry, and Blueberry, and Whiteberry, and Yellowberry. They are all over the place. You don't need to go to any school. You yourself enroll in the school of the word of wisdom, the school of the word of faith. You download, and in less than one month, you graduate a champion. You turn your life around. By the power of the word. And you see things lining up. Turning around. Because the word is the final. Rise up on your feet. Kalabusha patakalebusha. Manda kedeboshe peleko sotoria. Rende paluko sekinda balobo. Rente promo siki elebusha. Manda kadabelebusha. Mondoro mo seke elebusha kedebusha. Mende gede gede, roposho tolisente erika suria malemo. Rise up, begin to speak the word of God over your situation. Prophesy over your health. Prophesy over your family. Prophesy over your business. Prophesy over your finances. Declare the word of the Lord. Declare the word of faith. Yanda kada bada bada, yalebo shende kerebosha, manda kada bada bada bada. Rosso so so reke bele manturi ala busha kende yende bondo romo seke la gada gaya baba ba ranta lego seke nde yele moshe kende yele busha ori mama mama seke yele busha reke dege yele busha rokopoko seke yele busha manda yele busha kore baba baba yele busha de 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 de. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, 
Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Let faith rise up on the inside. Let faith begin to grow. Let faith begin to increase. Glory of God. Glory of God, glory of God, glory of God. We are more than conquerors, we are more than conquerors, we are victorious. We are the sons of the Most High God. We bring every power under authority to the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am stopping here tonight because of time. The Lord took me to the school of deliverance. That was the first school God took me to. Where I had to learn how to deal with foundational issues of the demons of my father's house. I don't have time to go there, but that school took me 10 years to graduate from. Then the Lord took me to a second school, the school of wealth. I was living in a four feet by seven foot apartment for years. Seven foot tall. Make like this. Get down, boy. I lived there for years. And God took me to the school of wealth where he said, study my word from Genesis to Revelation. Mark everything that has to do with prosperity, success, wealth, goodness, favor, blessing, increase, multiplication. Read my word from Genesis to Revelation. I did that five times. And I marked my Bible. And I discovered every place in my Bible had red ink. And then the Lord told me to read the books and messages of Mike Murdoch. Listen to Sam Adeyemi. He connected me to men who have the principles of wealth. And I sat at their feet and downloaded. In less than five years, I built my first duplex with about 10 rooms upstairs and 10 rooms downstairs within five years. 
You are where you are today by your own choice. You either choose to live the word of God and live the word of faith, or you just become a religious Christian who always comes to church, drops your offering, does your little jigger of a dance, and continue with your life. And then the Lord took me to the school of faith for healing. And I was healed of diabetes. And I was healed of kidney stones. I don't have time to tell you my stories. I was healed of asthma. And I was healed of 17 years of typhoid by the power of the word. And this is years now. I've never taken drugs. Even Panadol, vitamin C, I no go take. Because the word is my medicine. I've chose to live the life of faith. It's by choice. Everything in life is by choice. All things for life and godliness has been given unto us. Wherefore we are given exceedingly great and marvelous promises. And the Lord says, my soul will not be pleased with any child of God who draws back. You need to increase your faith. You need to overcome your challenges. That challenge when you overcome is the ministry God will give you. What you overcome is what God will use you to overcome in the life of others. For silver and gold I don't have, but that which I have I give unto you. What do you have to give unto people? When you're always under bondage, you must break the yoke. When you break the yoke, that's your ministry. Point your hands, let me pray. Patoria, Father, by the word of faith tonight, I speak to your spirit man. I release faith, faith on the inside of you. That seed of faith that has been sown tonight, may it grow into a mighty tree. May that tree become a forest. May faith increase, increase from today by the power of the Most High God. I release upon your life a fresh oil and anointing upon your life for total victory over every challenge of life. That from tonight, you rise up to become the giants that God ordained you to be. Mashe, Paco, Resente, Paco, Soco, Rekepele, Ponto, Rekusha, Kata, Lekepo, Sekede, Ela, Pusha, Kende, Ropo, Soco, Mayaya, Rekede, Lepo, Shinde, Elebusha, Paga, Daga, Daga. Every yoke of disease, of oppression, of frustration, that has been standing before you, mocking you. I command you to be broken right now. I command you to collapse. I command you to give way. Give way. And let the king of glory come in. Pa, 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 pa. Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus.
Jesus. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus. Join your hands with your wife. Father, we join our hands today. Lord, we have agreed that, Lord, even when we met last time, and we have met, this is the third time, these issues in their life, which only you have the solution from today, let release an impartation of grace for these mountains to come down. These things that have been standing to mock them, mock them no longer. Let the power of the Most High God bring down every mountain. Lord, as they go back, let the power of God go into operation. Let yokes be broken. Let binds of wickedness be loose. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, visit down to their children. Visit, visit, Holy Ghost. As I'm handing over to the servants of God, faith cometh. Faith cometh. You want to be more than a conqueror? Faith cometh. You have to do work. Faith will not just fall on you, Piam. It cometh by hearing. You have to be diligent. You have to spend time reading the word of faith. You have to apply yourself and give yourself. And you will see faith growing. And you will see yourself growing. And you will see also the giftings and the callings of God falling into place in your life. Praise God. Praise God.